Hey guys, John here. Welcome to our Top Gun Rewatch review. Uh, I have Tamika here with me, of course. We're going to be get diving into Top Gun in just a minute. But you know what you guys need to do? Go on ahead. Go over to Good Pods. Go all over to the, all the platforms for podcasting. And go on ahead. Rate individual episodes. Also, rate individual episodes for Two Blur Girls Podcast. And now, we're going to go on ahead. Dive into Top Gun. Let's do it. All right. Hey, Tamika, how's how's hey, going for you? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. Whose fault is that? Not my fault. It is your fault. I said you like, oh, I need more notice. So I'm so you know. You need more notice. I'm a working woman. I know. I know. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyways, guys, like I said, this is going to be a Top Gun rewatch review. And also, too, I just want to mention this real quick about the budget for this. This was actually a low budget. Did you know that? Mm-mm, I did. Yeah, this actually had a budget of 50, $15 million. Mm-hmm. And it made $357.1 million at the box office. And this is good for 1986. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Well, I don't know if I can ask it now. Um but um, since it's low budget, how did they get on that um, Air Force base? Like, how did they partner with the Air Force? That is something that I really don't know how they managed to do that. <laughs> I didn't dive that much into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I do know the producers wanted to have an assistance of the U.S. Navy in the production of the film. The Navy was actually influential in relations uh, to the script approval at that time, which resulted in changes being made. The opening dogfight was actually moved to international waters to oppose to Cuba. The, glan- mm-hmm. uh, the language also was intoned down as well, and a scene that involved a crash on the deck of an aircraft carrier was also scrapped as well. So mm-hmm. that's just a little small things of trivia that I picked up on. Oh, wow. But as far as uh, inspiration or anything like that, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Top Gun, when you look at this, it's actually on the verge of Tom Cruise. At doing what he's doing, what he's doing now. This is actually the beginning of the cruisessance, is what I'm going to call it. But proper name, right? But what I like is this movie still holds up today. If you look at, despite the shaky camera to where you can't really see much that's going on inside the cockpit or anything like that, but you also feel like you're actually in there with them. So therefore, you're also panicking, especially the scene with Goose. You're panicking because of that situation, but it also feels like you're very trapped in there with them. So you're like, oh my God, am I going to make this out of of here though too? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Goose. um, Who was the other guy? Um, You remember that scene where that other guy, he did panic. And yeah, that's like at the very beginning, whenever he yeah. was panicking. As a matter of fact, he also retired his wings. Yeah. His, do you remember his name? I, to be honest with you, I forgot, I forgot the guy's name. Yeah, I forgot his name, but um, it was in the beginning, like you were saying, and he was panicking, um, kind of like uh, had a PTSD moment, and I wasn't really sure what happened with him, but he freaked out, and I was... And I was thinking, where well, you're not in war, you're in a, you know, this is a training exercise. But I guess just being up there, he just freaked out and froze. Cougar know? was his name. Cougar? 
Cougar was his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just freaked out and froze and he thought about his wife and he kept staring at a picture of his wife and he just, you know, and Maverick was low on fuel. So he went back and tried to guide Cougar back to the um, landing base. And, you know, I thought that was actually pretty cool of Maverick to go back and try and save him. And he's also trying to also, he's very calm and collective though, too, which is also a good thing. You need to actually have that. But anybody else would have actually turned back around and just land on the airstrip and that's it. Like mm-hmm. his commander in chief wanted him to do. But what does he do? He goes back out out there to bring him back in. But you can tell that he was about to actually not land on that aircraft carrier. You can definitely tell that he could have actually crashed into that aircraft carrier. If you yeah. think about it on the way that he angled himself. But also, too, the thing that I really have to say, though, is I was I actually felt the danger element within this film, though, for uh, Cougar, though, too, because of the fact that he had that PTSD moment. And then, of course, he winds up landing on the airstrip also too, breaking the wheel. But then you're wondering, OK, what's going to happen to him now? What's going to be the repercussions because of that? And then, of course, Maverick winds up getting his butt ringed out because of the fact that he went back for his the person that um, went back for him. So I thought that was really interesting about the fact that, hey, look, I thought it was no soldiers left behind. But I know that's the army, but this is a totally different thing. Yeah, I I was looking up that condition. It's some type of condition, like mentally, that soldiers get during times of battle. So that's what I was doing. Um, I wasn't just randomly texting no. while you were talking. No, no, I was no, no, really no. trying to do some research. No, it's perfectly <laughs> so I, fine. I just found it interesting. And, um, I, I wanted more context to that. Like, was was he in war before? Or is this the flight simulation school? I think it was just the whole pressure of the school itself. And mm-hmm. also, too, not knowing if he'll make it out of school alive, literally alive. Because anything can go wrong. We see uh, the ejection, something can go wrong with the eject seat, something could go wrong with the burners. Anything can go wrong at any given time. And him might not even being able to make it home to his wife or anything. That wasn't the main killer, to be honest. The main trigger because of the fact, also too, even Goose winds up saying that there's a lot on his plate though too, as well, because he hasn't seen his wife or kids for X amount of days either. So, you know, you have that kind of connection. Also too, this is also a little bit of foreshadowing on what Tom Cruise goes through later on in the film with his PTSD moment because of the Goose, because of Goose as well. So it goes hand in hand how, you know, you have a guy who's going through PTSD during the school uh, training seminar. And then all of a sudden, then next thing you know, Maverick's going through that same situation Mm -hmm. later on. So I thought that was actually pretty neat how they played off that narrative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good context. Yeah. But yeah, I I like Maverick. He lives up to his name, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, The scene I liked is the overhead... um, flight that stunt flight that he did where he flew like upside down over the guy <laughs> i can't even describe it <laughs> yeah <laughs> he made it yeah the way that he flew upside down and yeah. just took the guy's picture flipped them off and then uh went about yeah. his business that was hilarious he goes i should be a photographer <laughs> yeah he goofed right there in his foolishness like yeah you sure should i'm like what's going on with you two <laughs> It's perfectly, you know what? It's perfect '80s cheesiness, though. If you think about it, hey, Auntie Rose, how you doing? This is my aunt Rose. Rose. <laughs> She's in the chat. Oh yeah. 
But, you know, this is perfect cheesiness if you think about it when you look at the 80s. And, of course, Goose at first was not – was opposed to doing something like this. Though, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, it shows, well, t- too, the, the progression of growth in this film. You have immaturity with Maverick and Goose, you know, because Goose even – helps Maverick get girls. He's like the wingman, you know, mm-hmm. and then Goose starts to think about I have a wife and kid, and you can see that difference too because Maverick doesn't have any of that so he's he can afford to do all these stunts at the school. Right. And Goose comes to a turning point where he's like, hey, you know, you're doing all these stunts and everything is going to get me kicked out and I got to provide for my family. So I need to grow up a little bit, and you do too as well. Right. Because, no, 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 you're good. Because I want to talk about that. Because oh, it goes with good characterization, though, with that. Because it goes from a level of immaturity mm-hmm. of, like, I can't be touched. I'm in, I'm unstoppable. Uh, and I'm young. I can do anything I want. I have no responsibilities at all. But you also don't think about your best friend, who's also your wingman, that you're putting him in a position to where he could probably get killed mm-hmm. too so he doesn't think about that up until they do that whole entire deal on the aircraft carrier where they go past the uh the basically the captain i believe and they zoom right past him on and low and matter of fact they're not even supposed to be flying that low they get in trouble mm-hmm. for that so you know i liked how all of a sudden now he's thinking about his the repercussions behind it and thinking about, okay, maybe that flyover was not such a good idea. Even Maverick even owns up to it. Okay, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. But at first, I thought he was actually being kind of cocky at first. But then I rewatched this movie like five times. But of course you did. then <laughs> I started thinking, well, maybe he was actually serious because after that, you find a little bit more of a mature Maverick compared to where we see him, seen him before inside the bar trying to pick up on the, uh, on the teacher. Which I thought was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, now now you see the game that's being run, and I and I think this movie was so influential of servicemen as well. Like you get a glimpse inside their daily life. Um, was this this the Navy or the Air Force? Which one? This was actually the Air Force, I believe. Oh, okay. You you get a glimpse of it. Well, it Navy doesn't, it doesn't Navy matter. Because you just get a glimpse anyway, especially when you go into those military bars, which I've never been to. But I, I can imagine, or I probably heard stories in the past on TV where military men actually pick their wives up with that line. Or they start to call each other Goose or Maverick. So this movie was really influential among the military men. Like oh, for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to pick somebody up with the way that Tom Cruise and also uh, Goose winds up doing it. I wouldn't be surprised about that. I've heard stories where people have uh, met their husband that way. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, and they probably didn't even look at the movie. They're like, what's going on? Right. I'm like, but, you got to look at the movie so you know the tricks, girl. <laughs> but you know what, though? There's something else I want to mention, though. The teacher, right? Yeah. Every is it just me or does everything seem to be very sexual with her in the classroom? Even though that she's trying to play it off like she's not being not falling for him. I'm like, you're not doing a very good job of trying not to fall for him because yeah. each thing is like a dirty joke. Yeah. Especially whenever she's talking about the force of the airplane, the impact of the plane, 
and stuff like that, I'm like, you're not doing a very good job of saying I'm not interested. Because mm. it's planted all over your face. It's planted all over everything. Typical so, 80s teacher, this walking sex pot. And it was creepy too, John, when, um, you know, the first time she said no, and I was like, yeah, you go, girl. And then she went to the bathroom, and it was creepy. He followed her in the bathroom, and then she was all nonchalant, like she does she has strange men follow her in the bathroom all the time i guess well i'm thinking because of the fact that you're talking about naval people navy people you're talking about military people okay so maybe stuff like this happens but even then this this movie doesn't age well when it comes down to that aspect because now it's totally different if this was filmed and you saw that Mm -hmm. because it'll be like over sexualization also to make maybe make some people uncomfortable watching that scene but it still adds in with the comical aspect of it. If you were raised in the eighties, it still works for you. But me seeing that now, I don't know. I felt kind of a little uncomfortable, but at the same time, I was also chuckling at the same time because it's Tom Cruise. Me too. Yeah. I felt strange. I was like, Oh my God. Oh, it's Tom Cruise. It's like <laughs> a pass. Oh, it's Tom Cruise. And it, you can see like the, the machismo of Maverick. Mm-hmm. You know, he epitomized every young, um, military man at that time you know like i'm i'm invincible i'm in top gun and even the his sergeant or whatever the rank is he was saying you know oh he want to reprimand him but also he gets rewarded too so i'm like what lesson is maverick gonna learn if he's being reprimanded and rewarded at the same time like oh you're in trouble but since Cougar left, you get to go to the elite Top Gun. <laughs> well, you see, I was thinking about of this, though, too. You know, why are you rewarding him for bad behavior, right? Yeah. So, so at the same time, it's like, okay, well, who the hell do I put in this thing? It's yeah, like, damn if I do and damn if I don't. Else. Uh, right. Other than Goose. Yeah. Right. Other than Goose and him. So those are the only two guys. So they had no choice. But to put him in there. So it's not necessarily uh, rewarding him for bad behavior. It's like, I have no choice but to put you two in this thing, mm-hmm. basically. And therefore, because of that, I have to sign you guys up. And it's also to get rid of two knucklehead guys that's not taking anything serious. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of these two guys, and then I can concentrate on my crew. Because my crew is what I need to go be concerned about. Not these two guys. They can go in and wreck havoc over at the Top Gun school and do whatever they're doing. If they get kicked out, they get kicked out. That's because of them, not because of me. Okay, I can that's see that. That's also another. I can see that. That's the angle that I played off of it. And hey, Brandy, how are you <laughs> doing too? Uh, but yeah, I can just see, I can see that's probably why. Also too, this is also the same guy that played in Back to the Future as well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He was the principal, right? Yeah, he was the principal. Oh, jeez. Which I find hilarious. How he's an authority figure in these movies. <laughs> but at least McFly listened. Maverick didn't. <laughs> Maverick don't listen to nobody except Maverick. Exactly. Oh, maybe Goose. <laughs> okay, so let's also talk about this, though, too. Uh, <laughs> then we also have the other stuff that's happening where you wind up seeing Maverick doing all these tricks and stuff like that. And then, of course, you see Iceman, and Iceman thinks of them as, like, a joke mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, you guys made it in here. Yeah, great job. But you guys are not taking this thing seriously mm. either. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, but I also like to like to also too. Vilm Kilmer's character was very good and very charismatic towards the end of the film mm-hmm. and everything, especially when he was trying to be there for uh, for Maverick whenever he lost Goose. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very emotional, very impactful on how he was trying to handle that situation. But he was also very concerned for Maverick because of him having that PTSD and stuff like that. But we'll get into that a little later, though. But yeah, you know. I, I think this was a perfectly well-casted film when you look at Val Kilmer and when you look at Tom Cruise. And then, of course, I think he was on top of the world with Risky Business at this time. And then also now, all of a sudden, you put him in to Top Gun. Yeah, and Cocktails, too, right? Yeah, Cocktails as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just those movies, and all of a sudden, you see the transformation of Tom Cruise uh, being this wise guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, person. And then all of a sudden, he gets that, that switch gets turned off instantly whenever the whole thing with Goose. And then also, too, we also see Meg Ryan in this movie. We also see them playing volleyball, which I was not invited. Um, but... Oh, <laughs> if you saw the TikTok I, yeah, okay. but Yeah. I, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you get to see the... But yeah, you get to see them playing volleyball and stuff like that. So you actually get to see the chemistry between them and the closeness of brotherhood when it comes down to military as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Every 80s movie... They were always outside with their shirts off, oiled up, doing something. Rocky, they were oiled up, running, Top Gun, oiled up, playing volleyball. I got that was real sweat. What are you talking about? That, that's got to be real sweat right there, right? I got distracted. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, somebody went. Except Goose. Goose kept his shirt on. I was like, Goose, take your shirt off. What's going on? He's very reservant. He doesn't want to pick up on women or anything like that. Oh, he's married. He's, he's got kids. American. He doesn't have time for that. He just wants to play volleyball. Out. Why is he hanging out with Maverick? Well, think of it like this. I know that's his best friend, but Maverick's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> well, I think any type of military man is going to get you in trouble, though. I mean, <laughs> because, I mean, you could probably have a bunch of single men over there anyway. So, oh, no. therefore, he has no choice but to hang out with single men. So, <laughs> he has to hang out with Maverick to be his wingman. But, you know, I like how Goose and him, their, their chemistry just lines up and in sync together. We actually feel that closeness to him. And then when you see him get ejected, whenever he's trying to use his ejection, you know, whenever he's trying to get ejected out of the um, airplane. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see where basically the top of it, he winds up hitting his head and kill, instantly killing him. And then you see the parachute go down, and then you see Tom Cruise, he's okay. And then you f- instantly feel for him because of the fact that I also feel like I lost a brother in the Navy, just like he did. Mm-hmm. And now we're mourning over that character. In the 80s, it was actually hard to mourn over certain characters because the way that the uh, basically how the script was lined up. But with this, you know, I felt like it was very good on how mm-hmm. they handled that. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. I anytime you you write a character like you said that great, and the audience is attached to that character and they die, it just rips your heart out, you know. So yeah, we we felt it. It was terrible. Most definitely. Another thing I want to mention is this though too. The soundtrack was good. Like Brandy said, the song "Danger Zone" from the from the movie was really good. Take My Breath Away was another one. Also, too, that loving feeling is always going to be one of my favorite songs that's being played in the soundtrack. 
song will never be the same. <laughs> it will. It will. It will never be the same. And half those songs stayed on the charts for weeks. Yeah. It's it's crazy how that actually worked out back then. How Mm -hmm. you have this top-of-the-line soundtrack in the 80s mixed in with some 60s music, mixed in with some Otis Redding, and it pays off really well. I felt like the music and the mixing was really good for this film, where I can say the soundtrack actually is actually a character in its own right as well. Yeah. Yeah, because um, when I was a kid, my sister had the Top Gun cassette tape, you know, for the soundtrack, because she used to have all her cassette tapes in her bag. And I remember the front, because it's the poster of Tom Cruise and uh, whatever the name of the actress who plays the teacher leaning on him. And I remember Take My Breath Away, and I was like, darn, every store I go into, I hear this take my breath away. And you can still hear it on the, um, you know, like the, I don't want to say the oldies show. <laughs> oldies, I, I don't want to say that. But you can still hear it on certain radio stations. But um, gosh, who sings that anyway? Is that? Uh, it's by Berlin. Berlin yeah. sings that. Which is unexpected from them. Most definitely yeah. unexpected, yeah. and it's very it's a very good power ballad. Whenever you look at it, especially whenever that actually becomes the theme, even though Danger Zone is actually known for the theme, but we actually hear Berlin's song twice being played mm-hmm. in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because well, actually three times in this movie. I'm sorry, you hear it one time very low when Tom is on his motorcycle leaving ah. her house. Mm-hmm. And you hear it again, even though I'm, it might actually be in one, all in one scene, but the way they sectioned it off, it feels like it's in two different scenes. Mm. Because then it goes into where, you know, you hear it again in the elevator with her. Mm-hmm. Because I'm falling for you. The only thing that's holding me back, I'm trying to keep a, um, a poker face because of the fact that I'm falling for you. I'm like, no, you're not. You're you clearly into this guy. Tom Cruise. You cannot resist him. No, Mm-mm. but she's tra- she's acting like she's playing it off, but she's really not playing it off, and you're doing a very bad job of playing it off. You write down the write down your number. Mm. Only Nicole Kidman could resist Tom Cruise in that film, which would have been awesome if she was the teacher, because mm. then you would have had a more of a cat and mouse game because she just melted with Tom Cruise. I was like, <laughs> dang girl, because you know, like you were saying, when he came to her house the first time. And he's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I was playing volleyball with the guys. And she was like, oh, okay, that's okay. I'm like, an hour later, that's okay? What? Right. That's perfectly back? fine. You know, guys yeah. are just going to be guys. I'll just be over here outside still three hours later, sipping yeah. on some wine. That's okay. Go in here and play with your guys yeah. and everything. I'll be right here. Yeah, okay. No. And then um, he came in and um, she was like, hey, let's eat something. He's like, no, I'm going to take a shower. I was like, take a shower in my house? And you could see her just kind of fighting for dominance. You see a power struggle there. Mm-hmm. Of course, she lost it in the end, the power struggle. But at first, she was like, no, let's go outside. And I was like, well played, girl. Well played. That's how you, you know play. why. I have a question. You know why that works so well? The power struggle? Yeah. You know why she couldn't resist Tom Cruise? Because he's Tom Cruise. No, he had a manscape. That's why. Is <laughs> 
I'm just playing. I'm not doing no ad for Manscaped. Oh, I was like, oh, I was gonna be silent. Like, oh, okay. Hey, no, this, 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 no, I'm not doing. I'm just, I'm just oh. using that as a bit. Don't worry, oh, I'm not doing no oh, Manscaped okay. ad. I was, I was like, okay, trying to be quiet. The speed. No, no. <laughs> you know why? Because Tom Cruise had Manscaped. Manscaped 4.0. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon goes, no, I didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, but okay, so let's focus in on this now. Yeah, um focus on Tom Cruise. He was boss. more sexy when he was younger. I did not mean to do ageism. But now he just looks like somebody's dad. <laughs> uh, oh my god. <laughs> um but there's also another thing though too that I really like. And this movie's only like an hour and some more minutes, anyways, but you know, I liked how, you know, you're expecting Tom to actually win that Top Gun trophy. Yeah. And he doesn't win it. And I'm actually happy that they didn't give it to him. And they gave it to Iceman instead. Because at the end of the day, Iceman is actually the better man than Tom Cruise is. And it's also a respect level, too, that Tom needed to learn that he's not, uh, the world is not centered around him. Mm-hmm. Maverick, Ma- Maverick needed to learn that the world does not center around him and things are not going to work out the way that you think it's going to work out. So I think that's a very cool, good life lesson that he learned from that. And then, you know, you're he's still dealing with the PTSD, even after the stuff with uh, Goose and whenever they wind up putting him back in, you know, you're rooting for him because you're like, yes, he got accepted. Everything's okay. And everything he gets to go back out there. He's going to be fine. There was no, there was nothing wrong or anything. And then you find out that Tom is still battling with the loss of Goose. He's still battling with his PTSD. You find out all that stuff and it's like, oh, okay, so this is not a happy moment. It's a happy moment for the audience. Mm-hmm. It's not a happy moment for Tom, for, for Maverick. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I like the realism, too, they have. Because mm-hmm. it. it's easy in movies to just go, yeah, I'm going to go back out there. Da, da, da. He gets the trophy and it's like, yeah. You know how it is in the 80s where they do that freeze and then they jump. Right, and then the words go up, the credits go up, and then yeah. Take My Breath Away comes yeah. on, and yeah. Take My Breath Away, it's credits away. <laughs> you know, you know. Take My Breath Away. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I think the, that was a good, realistic move they did there where you always, you don't win everything at the end of the day. No. You got to learn your lesson. And I think, too, him being admitted in this, um, see, admitted in the Top Gun? Well, you know, when he took Cougar's place. Yeah, he was admitted into Top Gun. Yeah. Him and Goose were both admitted into Top Gun. When he was admitted okay. into Top Gun, I think this whole school really broke him and matured him. Mm-hmm. You know, because if sure. he wasn't admitted, he would have still been the same Maverick. Of course, Goose probably would have been alive. I, I can't say. I don't know. There's only one th- negative that I could say about this movie, though. I wish that they would have actually died more into Maverick's father's life. Yes. Because he, because they don't really give you the... the it's, oh, it's classified. So it's even classified for the audience, too, not to know that? Yes, it is. <laughs> so I'm glad they're doing Top Gun Maverick now. Yeah, we and. So I'm hoping, well, I think because of the fact that this was a low-budget movie, they didn't really have much to work with. They also probably didn't know if this movie was going to even make any money at that time either. 
So they had to work on whatever they had to work with, and they had to get rid of probably certain scenes or whatever, and X and Nene, some stuff off the script. But I wish that they would have actually dived into that. So now I'm hoping with Top Gun Maverick, they dive into why his why he was actually fighting a, a ghost, basically, of his dad. Yeah. And, every, and stuff like that. Because even Goose brings it up. He goes, basically, you're battling a ghost that doesn't mm-hmm. exist, and the ghost is flying with you. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what was going on. But I also like the fact, too, now we also have Goose's uh, son in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks just like him. And he is pissed. He is out for vengeance. So, yeah. Yeah, I think with this um, Top Gun movie, I'm thinking that it's more of the lines of trying to keep his son safe so he doesn't repeat the same stuff that he did with Goose. Mm -hmm. He's also afraid of actually repeating those things, so therefore he might actually be holding him back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact now he's actually a instructor. Mm. In this one, because remember at the end of Top Gun, they're like, well, what are, what's your plans for later on? Oh, I want to be a teacher, an instructor. So I'm thinking that with him being the instructor after 30 years, he finally sees Goose's son. He's like, oh, my God. And then his anxiety is probably up to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm going to keep you on the sidelines. So the way I don't ha- have the same thing that happened with your father, then, of course, Miles Teller's character is probably going to wind up blaming him for Goose's death whenever he wasn't even there. He was just a baby at the time. But that's just my speculation on it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good speculation. I mean, it's as much as he loved Goose, it could be a, a chance of redemption. Like, for sure. The son, I could save Goose. I could savage this moment of tragedy through the son, you know. I also wanted to talk about Iceman. Like <laughs> any of the scenes with Iceman in the bar with Maverick and how they're like going toe to toe, having their mm-hmm. pissing contest, who's yep. a better man. And also in the um the um locker room too, like how Ice does his comeback where he just like snaps his teeth. I, I need to dig in further. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's so weird, right? Yeah, that is definitely weird. Like, on how- like, if I come to you and I'm like, and you say something to me, and I'm like, whatever, wouldn't you think that was weird if I just... Just say whatever and then... No, if out? I, like, like open my mouth and close it like Iceman did. I think... We all do that, though, in awkward situations where you want to say something, but you can't say something. You do that, yeah. <laughs> because I find myself doing that where I want to say something, especially if I want to give advice to somebody, right? And then you hold back, you open your mouth for a minute, then you hold back a little bit. It's like, eh, never mind. I'm not. I'm just not going to waste my time with it. And they, because at the end of the day, they're just going to do whatever they're going to do. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking. It's like, like with Iceman, it's like, I want to say something, but I don't know quite what to say, so I'm just going to hold back and reserve myself. So that's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought it was a moment of hesitation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of he doesn't know how to say what, what to say mm-hmm. at that point. Because even whenever he confronts Maverick, hey, everybody really loved Goose. It didn't feel heartwarming to me. Because I believe it was, was more awkward 
mm. because of the fact he didn't know exactly what to say to your friend. Because what do you say to somebody that loses their friend? Yeah. So what do you say? Because I've been in that situation where I lost friends at funerals. I went to a bunch of friends whenever they died and they were at a young age. And whenever the things were like this, it's different whenever it's like an older adult, right? Or someone that's on their deathbed that lived out their years and now they're dying. It's like, well, you know what? 99 is a good year. They, they, they lived the life through to their fullest. Someone that's 18 years old who still has their life together and still wants to do things for their kid with their kids and stuff. You know, it's hard to actually say what it's actually hard to tell, tell somebody, Hey, look, I'm sorry for what happened to your friend. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's what Iceman was trying to do. It's like everybody really loved him, but it didn't really feel like that. But it was also awkward for him, but also awkward for the audience, though, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. And also we're trying to make you make us feel awkward as well. Okay. So that's the way I, I received it. But, you know, I'm just going into a deeper narrative <laughs> with it. Yeah. Yeah, the the clenching of the teeth. I thought it was I could eat you alive, but I choose not to. Right, like reserving himself, but also too, even Iceman is also hesitant about being with Maverick, though. I would too. That motherfucker crazy. Well, especially with his PTSD, he's like, sir, are you sure that he's okay? I'm not flying with him. (laughs) It's like, listen to me, son. He's gonna be perfectly fine. Mm -mm. He's gonna be fine. Fine. Dude, sweating his. The dude is sweating in places that he shouldn't not be sweating in, in an air conditioning place. What makes you think that he's perfectly capable of not having any PTSD moments? Even without the moments, he's still a a reckless cannon. Like, I I don't want to fly with Maverick. Like, if Maverick was your pilot on the airplane, would you want to fly with him? And he's doing these turns upside down and spinning the plane around. Tom's like, woo, how you guys doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know, Maverick. I don't know how I'm doing. I'm, I mean, I'm going to sue this airline. That's how I'm doing. I was I was doing better before this flight, buddy. But, you know, now I'm... And then he's but now like, I'm not so sure. all the way up. And then he goes down for a nosedive. And the last minute, he jerks and pulls up. I don't want to fight Maverick. But I thought the action sequences were really good, though. They were good. My mom likes the action scenes of Top Gun, and she doesn't even like many movies. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, eh, I'm not responsible for anything that Tamika says. I'm sorry, Miss Jakes. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I was like, Mom, what do you like about the film? She's like, I like the the uh, plane scenes, the stunts. Those are good. And then she turned the volume up loud. I was like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, this movie can actually drown out some noise. I'm oh, not gonna if you had a surround sound and you played this movie. Well, even with me not having a sound bar, I had mine my, my TV up to like 25. Ooh. And I could still hear the impact of those rockets on the back of the jets just going and then the airplanes taking off. Even my mom came in my room, she's like, What's that noise? I said, It's the TV. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, even at uh, 25, level 25, it's still perfect. Got to crank it up, man. Yep. Got to crank up the danger zone. Crank it but, up to 100. But all in all, this movie's fun. I really enjoyed it. Also, too, Tamika, I just want to say this, though, too. I think you lost something. Mm-mm. Yep. I, didn't I think you lost anything. something. I, didn't I think lose. you lost. I, didn't I think you lost anything. something. I didn't lose anything. I think you did. I think you lost I that love and feeling. I did. 
for marriage. Love and feeling. <laughs> now there's no more. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just come get it. Come on the show and get your man. <laughs> you know, I had a whole bit worked out with PJ. Him and I were both going to do this, but he had to work. Um, just come get your man, girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably on her way right now. I'm trying to cancel yeah. me right now. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> come get him, girl. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing over here? You're supposed to be living here. Hey, you you live an hour away. What are you doing over here? But yeah. <laughs> come get him, girl. Come get him. He acting up. <laughs> She knows I'm. All, she knows I'm always clowning. I sing it. <laughs> PJ. But anyways, um, so Tamika, what's your final thoughts on this movie? It is a great movie that stands the test of time. And it basically tells the story of this young man who comes into maturity. He is, he goes through a a period of brokenness and then he rises from the ashes like the Phoenix or like the Maverick he is. Boom. Jordan. <laughs> oh, with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for our Top Gun rewatch. I hope that everyone enjoyed this rewatch. And also, too, don't forget, Tamika and her sister will be back again to do our Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Totally. Don't look at me like you're surprised, like you're going to be back on the show. You know you'll be back on the show. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think Val Kimmer is going to be in this one? Val Kimmer is going to be in this one. Oh, good. It, it okay. is confirmed. Uh, the reason why it took so long for them to actually make this film was because of the fact that Tom wanted to make sure that his cancer was free before he, oh, because cool. remember he had throat cancer. Yeah. So therefore Tom wanted to make sure before he, they actually made the film that he was actually cancer free. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Tom Cruise is a nice man. He's just crazy. And erratic. Just don't just hide your couches. Don't have them on any sitcoms or anything like that. You're good to go. Yeah, and put your mask on around Tom because he will cuss you out. Yeah, wear your mask. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that's going to be it for our Top Gun rewatch review. We hope that you enjoy this. There's not going to be any shows coming up on Thursday because what? I'm actually... Yeah, there's not going to be a show on Thursday because I have something. I, I got something I got to do. Yeah, shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I got some stuff I have to handle and everything. Okay. Don't worry about it, but... We have plenty of stuff here at Movie Lovers Tonight for you guys to enjoy. Enjoy. Matter of fact, I did my Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo Vice. I, yep, I did two episodes of Tokyo Vice. I'm doing those every recording those on Sunday nights and then putting them on there on Monday morning awesome. for everyone to enjoy. But show. tomorrow night, I might actually have a show coming up. So just stay tuned for more stuff. And also, too, go over to Scene Invaders real quick because we just did our trailer reaction for The Boys. So go ahead, head over to Scene Invaders Podcast. And always until next time, guys, have a great and safe night, and bye-bye.